Hello, how are we doing? Um, it's currently, what day is it? Oh, it's Wednesday. So today's Wednesday. Um, I'm recording this sitting in my car um, in North Berwick, which is a very damp and rainy place today. Um, I've got a client um, consultancy session down in East Lothian. And so it was nice to come out to North Berwick um, and start getting some work done before heading off to do something in the afternoon. So for today's podcast, I wanted to touch on, again, two topics. Um, Firstly, I wanted to talk about the importance of native content. And then secondly, about the importance of reducing friction from everything you do kind of online and from your customer experience online. Firstly, native. When I talk about native, I mean posting content directly onto a social media platform. In the last kind of year and a half, um, we've seen LinkedIn add video support. Twitter have kind of upped their game in the video arena. And Facebook, as ever, are supporting video very nicely. But what I see a lot is people hosting video on YouTube or Vimeo, or another video provider, and then simply posting a link on a social media platform to this video. Now, this actually, it makes a lot of sense to do that if you're kind of wanting to save some time and control your your content from a central location, uploading it just once. But from a kind of organic reach and social media standpoint, it actually doesn't make that much sense at all. Posting natively is super important and becomes very clear why it's important when you consider the business strategy of these social media platforms, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. So LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook make the majority of their revenue from advertising. To be a successful advertising platform, you need people to be on your platform and use your platform regularly so that for advertisers, it's a compelling option. As a business, a brand, or a content creator, it doesn't make sense for you to continually be pushing people off of the social media platform. Posting a link to YouTube means that someone has to navigate away from Facebook, for example, or away from LinkedIn. When we consider this from the social media platform's perspective, what you're doing is essentially taking their users away from the platform. They live or die by having people on the platform. So your content that takes people off the platform is going to be penalized, essentially, by the algorithms. Another thing that I find a lot of small businesses asking me about in particular um, is kind of social media schedulers such as Hootsuite, Buffer, um, stuff like that. For a lot of small businesses, social media is a big commitment. It takes a lot of time. You kind of have to upload stuff regularly. Um, And for a lot of small businesses, they can't afford a social media manager or a social media management outsourcing company like ourselves. So what we find is that they resort to using something like Hootsuite or Buffer. Again, it comes down to native content. And when you schedule something through an external scheduling app, such as Hootsuite or Buffer, you're not going on the Facebook platform. You're posting content to the Facebook platform, for example, but you're not actually on the Facebook platform. Now, Facebook in particular claim that content posted from Hootsuite or other scheduling apps isn't negatively ranked in the algorithm. But in my experience, I find that I can post the same thing on the same day of the week at the exact same time. One on Facebook and one on Hootsuite. And in general, the Hootsuite post will perform 
poorer. So in my experience, I find that kind of Hootsuite and external schedulers are something to be avoided if possible. Um, if you're out there and you are seeing amazing results by using Hootsuite, then please let me know. It's a subject that really interests me and I'd love to see some other kind of um, people's experiences and hear about other people's experiences. It's one of those things that I'm not sure if Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or LinkedIn will ever come out and say that posts from external schedulers are looked upon negatively by the algorithm because um, ultimately it does mean that more content gets onto the platform. So it's kind of a vicious circle. But if you've had some good results with LinkedIn, uh, but if you've had some good results with Hootsuite or Buffer, then give me a shout at jack at 95social.co.uk and I'd love to hear um, your experiences. Secondly, I want to touch on being frictionless. Now, when I say frictionless, I basically mean kind of streamlining the customer experience, either on social media or on an external website, such as an online store. We can actually kind of link this back to the first point about native video. So for example, if I'm scrolling through Facebook and I see a post um, that's pointing me in the direction of YouTube, that requires me to click a link and then open a new tab or open a new app on my phone. And the chances that I'm gonna to continue to watch that content are maybe limited. Native and streamlining your, your consumer experiences are in a way linked. And the joy of social media is that it acts as both a branding platform and increasingly a sales platform. We see a lot of businesses that kind of post content that urges people to go to an external website to make a purchase. Now, when people click on that link and head over to the external website, this is often the biggest barrier to people actually going through and following through with that purchase. The social media content can do as much as it wants, but if that, that purchasing experience or that web experience isn't top-notch, then there's a good chance that you will lose that customer. By now, we, we all know that a mobile site is important and it's really, in 2018, it's 100% necessary. If your website isn't mobile optimized, then it will not perform as well in things like Google searches. Um, but also, it's just not a good experience for customers. And it's likely that you know, that prospective client or that person that was going to purchase a pair of your socks or, you know, a pencil case from you, for example, um, is just not going to if they can see the content they want to see in a way that is aesthetically pleasing. Recently, we ran a Facebook ads campaign for a client, um, which was seen by over 20,000 people. Now, of that 20,000 people, only about 30 people saw that ad on a desktop machine. I think that highlights just how prevalent the mobile device is. We're living in a world where people overwhelmingly, and it kind of goes beyond overwhelmingly, use the mobile device as their primary social media device. If you think about yourself, where do you go on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram? It's almost always your phone. If you work at a desk job and you've got kind of a desktop Mac or a laptop or a, a desktop computer, then you probably use that Facebook um, and Twitter desktop experience more frequently. But in general, the vast majority and the average person on the street uses the mobile experience. So that is the importance of making sure your web content is mobile ready. And if you're a retailer, then ultimately that kind of purchasing sequence when you go onto the mobile store needs to be slick. At the moment, I think some of the best companies that are doing this, um, kind of linking in with Facebook, and then sending you to an external site to make a purchase are companies like Hawker, um, who sell sunglasses. 
They've worked really hard to reduce the number of steps that it takes to basically make that final purchase. You go into their site from a Facebook ad, for example, and you can make a purchase within under a minute almost. So if you're a retailer, I would really look at your online mobile service experience. How easy is it for someone to click on a social media link or a Facebook ad and then go through those steps to make a purchase on your site? If there's too many steps, it's likely that you're gonna actually lose clients and miss out on sales, which will affect your revenue. That really highlights the importance of a frictionless purchasing experience. Now, obviously Facebook and increasingly Instagram are adding features on almost a monthly basis that make it easier for someone to purchase one of your products without even leaving the platform. Now, if you can figure out and that integrates with your kind of back end, make sure you use that. I think really have a go with trying those experiences. They're built for mobile and they're built for social media. So technically, it should make your social media sales easier. People like a frictionless experience. We live in a world where it's kind of fast. People don't have long attention spans. So if there's too much friction in your purchasing experience, you're gonna lose people. So I think thinking about your business's friction and kind of ensuring you remove as much friction as possible from your customer experiences online is a really beneficial thing to do. Today's podcast has been, again, another short one. I think the short podcasts are actually quite good. Um, it's a quick 10 minute listen. The feedback I've got so far has been pretty positive and it, it hopefully passes on some value for some small businesses out there. So again, I'd love to hear your, your feedback. Um, if you've got a topic you want me to kind of talk about, um, it can be anything. I'll talk about whatever, even if it's who I think is going to win the World Cup or anything like that. I don't mind. Let's keep it as personable as possible. And um, then send me an email again, um, jack at 95social.co.uk. And while you're at it, if you've not seen this on a social platform and you've subscribed to the app, then give us a like on Facebook, um, Instagram, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, in all those ways, it's at 9to5socialuk is our handle. And I'll be back at the end of the week for a sh another short podcast, hopefully covering some of the topics that you guys have asked me to cover. Have a good one.